Hello, little listeners. Welcome to Open Window Stories. I'm your storyteller, Meredith Goodwin. Before we get started today, I just wanted to apologize. I know my voice sounds funny. I have a cold. I'm sure it'll be back to normal by next week. <laughs> Our story today is called Noida's Pumpkin. This story is dedicated to my friend Kristen, who is the spookiest Halloween witch I know. Thank you so much to everyone who has given five stars to the podcast, and hello to all of our international listeners. It's so exciting to see listeners from Pakistan, Mongolia, Singapore, and Ukraine, just to name a few. Stick around after the story to hear about our Patreon subscriptions and more. Okay, little listeners, ready for Once Upon a Time? Here we go. In a far-off place, much different from here, where gardens grow wild and magic is in the air, there lived a family of witches. Their names were Nora, Nettle, Nessie, and Noida. Noida was the littlest witch in the family. Not everyone knows this, but witches are made when a human child in this place, not that one, scrapes a knee or stubs a toe at playtime, and thus they are equal parts naughty and playful. They aren't mean or wicked, but they are by nature a bit tricky. And since they are never babies, they also never quite grow up. Nora, Nettle, and Nessie were witches with many seasons. Noida was brand new. One day, while Nettle was teaching Noida how to stir the late summer rose petals just right in a love potion, a cool breeze swept through the kitchen and a single red leaf came with it. Oh, quick, Noida, Nettle bubbled. Get your broom and catch that red leaf. It is the first leaf of fall. It's good luck, and it means we must begin preparing for Halloween. Then, get your aunties quick. A special fall tea spell is needed to start the season. Noida got her broom and tried to sweep the leaf, but it skittered across the floor away from her as if a playful breeze had caught it. She tried again, but this time it swirled up to the spell shelves and rested on top of some of Nora's crystals. Noida tried to brush it off with her broom, but she was so little and the shelf was so high that she only managed to scatter the crystals on the floor while the leaf lilted towards the window. Nettle laughed and clapped her hands. Ooh, delightful. It will be a sneaky season. All the better for spooking. Noida, dearie, don't chase it so directly. It will just keep teasing. You have to outsmart it. You have to trick it. Noida stopped and clutched her broom. The leaf rested on the window still, teetering gently. Noida eyed it sideways. How does one trick a trickster? Well, I must be even trickier, thought Noida. She pretended she was sleeping the floor. The leaf stayed on the window sill. She swept the dustings over the threshold and scattered them. The leaf floated back inside. Noida pretended she didn't notice. She swept the threshold once, twice, did a quick pirouette, threw the broom aside, and pounced on the leaf, catching it under a jar. Hee-hee-hee-hee, cackled Nessie, who had just arrived after hearing the crash of the crystals. Good thinking, Noida. Nora, come quick. Oh, what a wonderful witching we will have this season. Nessie held her seeing eye over the jar. Yes, lovely. Just the season for a new witch. You'll learn so many good tricks, Noida. Nettle came over and slid a paper under the jar like she was catching a spider. She tipped the jar over so the leaf was still trapped inside. Nora, love, what's the crystal crash say about the spell tea? Nora swept into the room softly and peered over the scattered crystals on the floor. Wolfsbane and hemlock, she whispered raspily as she sent Noida a wink. What spooking is in store? We'll have such fun with the hunting, young one. And just you wait, I have a surprise for you this evening. Noida was excited. She loved surprises. Would Nora's surprise be as tricky as the leaf? That night, when the moon was high and the stars were bright, the four witches gathered around their potion cauldron. Noida shivered. The air was only a little crisp, but the feeling of fall was seeping slowly into her cloak, 
just like the curls of the steam from the cauldron. She held tight to the jar with the first fall leaf in it. Since she had caught it, it was her job to add it to the spell, and she didn't want it to out-trick her. But Nettle, she asked, why does Halloween take all season to prepare? Why is it so special? Nettle peered at Nora over her spectacles that had become foggy from the cauldron steam. Halloween is when witches may dance around the fire and trick the moon and cast as many sneaky spells as we please. The fairies have spring, and the sprites have summer, and the frost elves have winter. But we are witches. We have autumn and Halloween. Shh, Nessie chided, holding her seeing eye towards the moon. It's time! Welcome, sisters, on this last summer's night, cackled Nessie, so that her words slithered into the cauldron steam with the handful of wolfsbane she threw in. Welcome, witches, Nora hissed as she tossed a flat obsidian stone into the cauldron. Noida watched in wonder as the stone exploded into a fine gold dust that gilded the roiling bubbles of the potion. Welcome, hauntings, chanted Nettle. As she spoke, the hemlock in her hand caught flame and floated into the spell. It was Noida's turn next. She stepped forward and opened the jar with the leaf. Her voice rang clear in starlight. Welcome, fall, our spooking season, when witches haunt wild and free. May the air be crisp and the apples tart. May the leaves lose their green and the bonfires burn bright. We welcome fall on this last summer's night. With that, the tricky first fall leaf floated gently from the jar and danced into the cauldron. Nessie stepped forward and stirred the potion six times against the clock. Nessie held her seeing eye into the vapors that rose. Hee <laughs> So it shall be, sisters! So it shall be! Nora poked Noida in the ribs. Noida jumped. Look in the vapors, small one. Here comes your surprise. Noida peered into the mist, and she saw Nettle smile as the curl started to knot into a ball in the middle. Then all of a sudden, with a small pop, a pumpkin appeared in Noida's hands. Nessie cackled and Nora hissed with glee. A pumpkin! How lucky, Noida, Nettle said approvingly. Is it a tricky pumpkin? asked Noida. No, said Nessie. Yes, whispered Nora. Nettle clapped her hands. Noida, a pumpkin from a witch's first fall tea spell, especially a brand new witch like yourself, is an omen of spooks and hauntings to come. You will be a wonderful Halloween witch indeed. Noida hugged the pumpkin to her chest. It was plump and round and still slightly glowing orange from the spell embers. She did want to be a wonderful Halloween witch. How exactly would the pumpkin help her do that? But what do I do with it? You'll know, all three witches said together. Later, after Noida drank her cup of tea spell down to the very dregs and was tucked in tight for her mid-morning nap, for witches hardly ever go to bed at bedtime, she put her pumpkin up to her forehead and tried to see what the omen said. But she didn't have a seeing eye like Nessie, and all she managed to see was a blurry spot that gave her a headache. In the late afternoon, Nessie came to wake Noida up from her sleeping, to find her curled peacefully around her pumpkin. She kissed a curl on Noida's forehead. Up, small one, she chided. There's hauntlings to rise this autumn evening. Noida jumped up. She'd never seen a hauntling before. She was very curious. Will I need my pumpkin, she asked. Nessie giggled hauntingly. Maybe, my darling. All the better for witching with. First, they went into the kitchen to gather some quartz and hellbore. Nettle nodded at them. I'm glad you're here to help with the hauntlings this season, Noida. She bustled. I've so much to do with the trick setting, I don't know how we'd get everything done without you. Nessie rolled her eyes, gathering up the hellbore. Go to Nora, small one, she said. She was prodding the quartz with her seeing eye. I can't make heads or tails of crystal work. Noida found Nora in the stairway. The hauntlings, child, yes, I know. Nora hissed with a grin. Let's go. 
They trotted out into the garden, where Nessie was already peering into the cauldron with her seeing eye. No! Nora scuttled towards the bubbling brew. Nessie! The small one! The child! Alone! The best hauntlings will brew! Nessie grinned spookily. Of course, of course! I was just curious. Come, Noida! Let's start again. With that, she tipped over the whole brew. Noida leapt back, not wanting to get half-done spell bubbles on her cloak or pumpkin. The brew trickled into the garden, where the vegetables immediately began to sing a low, groaning song. Oh, quiet, you lot, Nora hissed. Whereupon the vegetables resumed impersonation of regular mute vegetables. Go ahead, young one, Nora said, prodding Noida with her witchy finger. Raise a hotling. Don't worry, we only expect one or two. But I don't know how, Noida said with a glance at Nessie for help. Of course you do, Nessie giggled. Here, a witch. Just think of all the fun tricks we will play, and exactly where you want the little spooks to haunt. We'll be right here to watch. Noida sat down with her pumpkin in her lap and thought, Hmm, hauntlings. Nora and Nessie began to quarrel over if they should rush her or not. Yes, thought Noida, that will be just the thing. So she captured the quibble and threw it in the pot. Then she sat her pumpkin on the stump to watch. She crumbled the hellbore and sprinkled it slowly over the quibble, which was beginning to simmer rebelliously into a greenish mush. Nora and Nessie noticed their quibble was missing and peered into the pot. Nessie cackled. Nora grinned. Then Noida chanted, Up, up, up from my bubbling pot. Hauntlings, I brew you. Come out. Find your spots. And she carefully slid the quartz into the pot so it didn't splash. One, two, three stirs against the clock. Nothing happened. Noida leaned over the cauldron to check, but Nora grabbed her cloak to pull her back. Careful, little one. Lost my eyebrow that way. Just watch the vapors now. The vapors swirled and spun, but nothing much seemed to be forming in them. Noida began to worry that she did something wrong. Just when she was about to ask Nessie if they needed to start again, the cauldron began to emit a terrible shriek. Three black kittens appeared with a bang and floated to the grass behind the great spot. They sat back on their bottoms and waited for Noida to give them a haunting spot. One kitten began to scratch his ear. Noida picked up the first kitten. It was a boy. It batted her hat. Yes, Noida said. I think the fairground's for you. It will be fun if you can change into a fortune teller, too. Only riddles, you hear? The kitten nodded, then raised its left paw in a salute and swirled his form into a wiry young fortune teller. Very good. Off you go. The kitten swirled back into a kitten and trotted off towards the fair. That season, a great many were told the most mysterious fortunes. No one can make heads or tails of them until they came true. But that's a story for another day. The second kitten cocked her head so one ear flopped over her eye. You'll be in the gardens and corn mazes. Try to only run behind people and disappear when they look. At night, you can shriek just when everyone is falling asleep. The kitten opened her mouth and yowled in a way that might be a bobcat or might be a screech owl but will always startle. Perfect. Go on. The kitten pranced away, proud of herself. That hauntling's corn mazes became the spookiest around. Noida looked at the last kitten. It sat still and looked back. Noida didn't, didn't know where this hauntling belonged. She picked up the kitten and brought it over to the pumpkin. The kitten just sat next to the pumpkin, still waiting to be told what to do. Show the young witch your tricks. Don't be shy, called Nettle from the kitchen window. Promptly, the kitten vanished and reappeared on the windowsill next to Nettle. No need to be cheeky, Nettle told it. Go back and get your spooking spot. You'll have to prowl in the basements then, Noida told it. Make the shoes go missing and the spare socks and hide them in strange places. Try to keep to the shadows. The kitten nodded and slunk away. 
That season, hardly anyone had matching socks, and no one could find their watches. Very good, Noida, Nessie told her. Three hauntlings as many for a witch's first call. But Nessie, I didn't use my pumpkin, Noida said, hoping this didn't mean that the hauntlings would fail at their post. Not to worry, dear, Nora rasped. You'll know when you need that pumpkin. But for the rest of the season, no matter what they did, Noida just couldn't find the right time to use her pumpkin. They set tricks in every window and put squeaks in every stair. No pumpkin needed for that, despite it being a rather tricky task. They brewed disguises and spells of every kind, and the pumpkin just wasn't quite right for those either. On the night of the moon dance, when witches dress in their very best and dance all night in the light of the waxing moon, Noida carried the pumpkin around in a wagon so she could always have it handy if she needed it. Everyone said Noida was turning out to be a good little Halloween witch indeed, and how lovely her moon dance dress was, and how big she was growing up to be. Yet nothing ever seemed to be the right fit for her pumpkin. Even when it came time to carve the great jack-o'-lanterns, Noida didn't feel that would be quite the thing. She slept with it by her bed, and consulted it for every new witching. She felt they were really becoming friends. At last it was Halloween. When Noida awoke in the late afternoon, the sun was already slipping behind the trees in the haunted wood, sending spooky shadows sneaking across the lawn. Noida kept her pumpkin with her the entire night, as they played ever so many tricks. It didn't even occur to her to try to think of something for it to do. She was having so much fun sharing their first Halloween. They danced in the light of the moon, and cast enough spells to last all the way until the next fall season. At the end of the night, just before dawn, it was Noida's job to summon her hauntlings back, so they could rest until next season. Nora said they had done very well. Even Nettle agreed. They drank spiced cider and said the last of their chance, and before Noida knew it, the sun was rising and it was time for bed. She set her pumpkin next to her bed and kissed it before climbing under the covers. Good night, my omen pumpkin. Maybe next Halloween we will find your job. But when Noida awoke, she noticed the pumpkin was looking rather worse for the wear. When she picked it up, she noticed it was definitely squashy. Oh no! Her pumpkin was sick, and she hadn't even found out what her omen pumpkin was for yet. She ran with it to see Nora. Maybe Nora had some crystals that would make it better. No, small one, Nora whispered. I'm afraid no crystal will fix that pumpkin. So Noida hurried to find Nessie. Her seeing eye could surely tell her what to do. Nessie didn't even chuckle when she saw the pumpkin. I'm sorry, child, she said in her least spooky voice. My seeing eye can't see a way to restore your pumpkin. Noida went to the garden to cry, which is where Nettle found her, and the pumpkin sometime later. Come, come, young one, Nettle chided her gently. There's no need to cry. Tell old Nettle what is troubling you. Noida explained through her tears. I'm not growing into a proper witch. I didn't even find out what my open pumpkin was for, and now Halloween is over and it's gone all squashy. I ruined it. Nettle gathered Noida in her lap. Oh, my little spooky witch, you had a wonderful haunting season. You raised three hauntlings. You caught the first fall leaf. And we all felt your disguises were very fine indeed at the moon dance. There, there, dry your tears. Look. She prodded the sagging pumpkin with her toe. This is the way of pumpkins. They are only ripe and good for a season. It served you well this season, and it was a lovely companion. It guided you through all your first witching tasks. Quite well, too, as I think I mentioned. Noida sniffed. Was Nettle saying that the pumpkin wasn't sick just because she had found she hadn't found out what to do with it? Nettle smiled. It has done its job. Now it needs to go back to the earth. Let's leave it here in the garden, shall we? So it can do just that. Noida took Nettle's hand and jumped down from her lap. 
She stood next to her pumpkin. Go ahead, Nettle said. You can tell it goodbye. Goodbye, my good pumpkin, Noida's voice quivered. Thank you for helping me with my witching this season. And as she turned to go, she thought that she saw the pumpkin sigh and relax into the dirt of the garden. Nettle took Noida's hand and they walked together back to the house to get Nessie and Nora. After all, Nettle said, winter is coming and we'll all be needed to plant the spell herbs before the frost. Noida grew into a very spooky witch indeed. She was just tricky enough for everyone to find joy in her hauntings, and she was ever so skilled in growing potion plants that witches from across the land would come to see her wild garden and buy her wares. The next year, when she had once again helped catch the first leaf of fall and brew the spell tea, she visited her little pumpkin. What did she find but a green curly vine with many, many pumpkins growing from it? She ran to tell Nettle, Nessie, and Nora what she had found. Nettle nodded. Nora smiled, and Nessie cackled. Hee hee hee! All the better for witching with! The end. Thank you for listening to Open Window Stories. This podcast was written, read, and produced by me, Meredith Goodman. Accompanying art is also by me. Music for this episode is by Perry Toon. If you love today's story, please, please ask your parents to give it five stars and write a review in Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help this podcast keep growing so I can keep bringing you stories every two weeks. Our next story will come out on Apple Podcasts on October 26th or October 20th on Patreon. Until then, check out art on Instagram at Open Window Stories. Parents and teachers, if you are interested in supporting our show further, we're on Patreon where you can subscribe to listen ad-free and a week early. Access free teacher resources like coloring pages and discussion questions, join the sticker club, and more. You can also send me voice note reviews to be included on the podcast at bigstorieslittlepeople at gmail.com. Or just write to say hi. I love hearing from listeners. Until next time, little friends. <laughs>